welcome listeners to another tantalizing episode of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, mania, mania. That's right, and this is our last episode of 2019. Dun, dun, dun. Did I put in an um, air horn there? Yes. You know what I'm saying? We have uh, a special guest, only fitting for our last episode of the year. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Not quite Soul Santa, but you know what I'm saying? We got City Santa, you know what I'm saying? Bearing gifts of the city. You know what I'm saying? All the way from City Hall. Dropping some tidbits down your chimney. Hey, we got LeVar Stoney. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome, welcome, your mayoralness. Yes. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy yes. holidays. All of them. All of them. All, All of them. them. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Black History Month, because we're celebrating that all the way through 2019, rolling right on into 2020. Yeah. Taking it back. Virginia almost destroyed it this past year. I know. That's why we're... That's, I Virginia made that almost destroyed Black History Month. I, yeah. No, they did. And I announced <laughs> it that we're celebrating it all the way through. That's right. And 2020, as my personal gift to all black people, That's right. we're just going right on through 2020 Yeah. Look, if Fran makes the proclamation, yeah. it, it is so. Yep. It is so. That's it. That's a power of, of proclamation. That's it. Yep. The ability to proclaim. That's it. Black History Month. And the best powers is mayor. I get to proclaim a lot of things. There you go. Well, so we're going to proclaim 2020 like all the best 2020 Black History Month. Is Black want. History Month. There's a request for that. All of it. <laughs> yep. All of it. On the website, there's a request. We'll for get that. up there a is. public comment. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. It's done. Well, welcome. We're really happy to have you here to discuss the goings on of this past year and maybe some thoughts and hopes and dreams for the future. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers Whoa. for sure. Y'all can send those along. I need those every day, actually. So. 1621 <laughs> on <Broad> Street. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes. We yeah. had quite the year. We Just like we said, I, I mean, let's start at the beginning. I mean... We started 2019, you know, it was, it, it's been a year. It's been a year. So we, we started the year with a blackface governor. Oh. That kind of just took, put Virginia in a spotlight. This is <laughs> supposed to be a year for reconciliation, you know. It should have been. You know, we had the 400th. I prefer the word, word atonement. Yes. Okay. Atonement mm-hmm. for the past. And it has been an eventful year. Uh, yes, it has. I mean, we have been on the front pages of uh, everything. You know, everything. Because <laughs> so of, is Fran. But it just, <laughs> yeah, I was actually <laughs> by accident. Yeah. But it just shows you that, you know, Virginia plays a special role in mm-hmm. the course of this, uh, the history of this country. Yep. And Richmond's right at the center of that. And so, you know, so goes Richmond, so goes the U.S. Yeah. yeah. We're at the center of a lot of center stuff. Of a lot. But we started, I think we started the year on, you know, a high note and we've had some bumps along the way. But I think Richmond has had some awesome accomplishments this year. And I know we've we've got, you know, we're going to always have critics. Uh, we always will. But I think one of the things that's really, really important and we can kind of start there because money's always at the top of everybody's list. <laughs> we had a wild ass budget season this year. Yes. And you had a, it was like a fantastical, magical carpet ride budget season. It was, in, it was intense. It was, it was a lot. It was intense. You know, I think it was the budget season this past year was necessary, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it asked a question. Uh, not just to our leaders, but also to the people of this great city of what kind of city do you all want to be? Mm-hmm. Right? What do you want to be? And you know what? For some people, we didn't go far enough. For some people, we went way too far. Uh, I think it's right there that, you know, we're right there in the middle in terms of, uh, well, uh, some people thought I went too far, right? Because mm-hmm. they thought that I, you know, when you ask for taxes, people say, oh, my gosh, like, you know, why don't you find efficiencies? Why don't you f- cut something? Mm-hmm. Every time right. there is a socially progressive program out mm-hmm. there. You know, whether it's Medicaid, Medicare, ACA, Social Security, mm-hmm. just go back to the, the, the history and the annals of, of, of politics and government in this country. Mm-hmm. Someone says, well, we should cut it because it needs to be more efficient, particularly when it's benefiting those it's benefiting those who are the neediest right. in society. And so this past year, you all know, I, I offered up a budget that included new taxes mm-hmm. It included a a tax on cigarettes, which is long overdue. We were the only city in the Commonwealth. I'm going to have to say amen on that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then we offered up taxes on, on real estate as well. Uh, a new tax on real estate back to basically bringing it back to where, where it was 
prior to the recession, $1.29. Mm-hmm. But also along with that, we provided a, a number of benefits, more dollars for public education, mm-hmm. more dollars for roads, more dollars for uh, public transportation in terms of GRTC, mm-hmm. you know, the eviction diversion program. Mm-hmm. But also we said that this is a plan to, to, to fund these priorities on a sustainable basis for, for the long term mm-hmm. and not just hope and pray for some growth in the city. And you know, the city council did say no, right? City council said no, and we're going to go into another budget season in 2020. And number one, I'm going to budget those priorities at the same rate as I did the year before. But can I promise new monies in 2020? No, I can't, you know, unless there's some growth. And I think that is where, you know, we we had so much on the table uh, this past year in 2019 that it could have uh, helped in years that you know, uh, came after that, but you know, we'll, we'll have it out once again. We'll have it out once again. And I just think that I've been saying this now ever since that budget fight back in 20, <laughs> early this year. And that is we're all pro this, we're pro that, we're pro this, we're progressive, we're pro child, we're pro, you know, education. We we're, are not pro pay more taxes. That, well, exactly we right. Do that. We got, you know, people's. <laughs> People got a lot like of talk. It. They talk about their values, but can't tell me or show me any ways to fund those values. If you have no plan to fund those values, then it's all rhetoric. It's all just rhetoric. Uh, mill tax. That was a new. That was a one new of those one. things as well. Also, all these groups out there who they want to march, they want to show up, but they don't want to actually get behind new taxes to actually fund those priorities. Ain't got time for it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in twenty twenty, the goal should be to, if people do disagree with you on these things, to come up with solutions and bring them to you. That's right. And or solutions that are applicable to the city of Richmond as well. Yeah. Not saying, hey, you know, we should tax the rich. Yes, I agreed that we should tax the rich as well. We should tax the top 1%. But guess what? We can't the city of Richmond that. can't do that. Yeah. So give me the alternative to my plan instead of just saying no, 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 no. Because I'm always about more, an alternative more, 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 solution. More, more, more. You know, if, yeah. if we've got another solution, offer it up and put it on the but table. But this brings us back to people really not understanding how our local government works and what the Dillon rule is and like how right. all these things govern. Like everyone has a uh, criticism to offer but if you don't really understand the moving and working parts that control us and that kind of bind us a a lot of times up against the wall it's really easy to criticize but you don't have a way to offer a valuable solution and i suggest everybody get into Mm -hmm. some basic civics lessons google is your friend it really is google Mm -hmm. but it is it's really important to know how your local government works so that when you come with an argument when you come with a disagreement and a you know a difference of opinion you have all your facts your statistics whatever in order so that it makes sense right. and that that way maybe you're taken more seriously mm-hmm. and there are a lot of groups out there that really do come with facts and they do try very hard to you know make sure everybody is on the same plane and understand why they disagree with you or whatever and that's super admirable but there's a lot of people out there too that just you know they just want to flap gums yeah and that's and that's <laughs> but that's a part of our democratic process it is. like right it's, everybody's you know, got their come, chance to yeah come with say what they want to say yeah come with your come with your criticism that's fine but let's make them you know a valuable part of the process yeah. and one thing that you did that i mean and i think that should be noted that we i don't think it's ever been done richmond public schools got their ask fully funded fully funded fully funded you know 37 million dollars of new money you know 19 million for instruction and and academic success 18 million i believe for the maintenance needs and capital needs as well fully funded i think in the past we funded like you know five hundred thousand dollars for capital needs and you all know i go to i go to each and every one of these schools every year I did 44 my first year, 44 my second year, 44 my third year as well. I just I just wrapped up my last school the other day was uh, over at, at Blackwell, mm-hmm. you know, and you know to to fully to do that fully something I I, I campaigned on. You you guys were at all the forums, all the debates. Sure were. And I said, that's what we need to get to. And as we did that in 2019, I think that's something that we, we should be proud of because sure. we showed the city that public education is our number one priority. And it's one thing to, to talk to talk, but you got to walk to walk as well. Yeah. And we did that here in 2019. Now, obviously, we can't promise the same in 2020 without new revenue on the table. Um, and people will ask me whether or not are our, our taxes on the table in 2020. Well, everything's on the table for me when I'm constructing a budget. It's got to be. Yeah. Everything has to be on the table, whether it's con- you know, uh, cuts or whether it's efficiency or whether it means more revenue, revenue enhancements, everything has to be on the table when you're constructing a budget. However, I want all the folks out to know that I'm not silly. I'm not silly. I recognize the nine individuals who are on the city council already have had a say on new revenue, and they've stated that new revenue in terms of 
live through uh, the real estate tax is something they're not interested in. They're not interested in. So we're going to have to have that debate at another and be, time. And be creative and find exactly something right. else because it new, does not exactly grow right. on trees or come out of the seat the city deep. hall. No. That's right. I think yeah. I said that, I think. And people were like, <laughs> you should be looking underneath the, you know, no. They're, they're, interesting. There's when you say, not. oh, when people say, oh, I, I'm be willing to cut some stuff, well, tell me what you want to cut. Yeah, because right? you cut You want to cut parks and recreation programs? Yeah. You want to cut more money for roads? You want to cut staff? You right? cut you cut uh, leaf collection, and people were like, oh, my okay, God. Okay, so that's, what, that's my first airing of a grievance. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, yeah. so I live in Highland Park. Okay. Great neighborhood. And it's a beautiful neighborhood. Beautiful, one of the best. But we don't get street cleaning, mm-hmm. but once every six months. We have a lot of elderly folks, a lot of folks that don't have the means to clean up leaves. Yeah. And so our storm drains are actually exploding. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've seen it. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. exploding because we can't the, the afford leaves don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. the leaves. Sam, so, take that down. So we need some sort of solution out there. Well, instead of one every six months, maybe you can, we can interrupt that because yeah. you know gray street gets swept every week mm-hmm. but highland park gets forgotten i mean and they are like we get forgotten during snowstorms yeah. we have i mean the leaves just become what do you call that slop <laughs> well, 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 well here's here's the thing yeah in certain parts of the city we do street cleaning mm-hmm. and not do like we don't because you know, any we don't do the vacuum anymore unless you right. pay for it right right mm-hmm. in which it's underpriced for those who actually want that service, right? But, it's it, like thirty five dollars or something like that. When it really costs a hundred dollars in sure. the counties. But, but to, to some, some people, thirty five bucks can't, still can't afford it. Right, because yeah. to me, thirty five bucks is a tank of gas for the whole week to get back and forth. And like I said, a lot of the people that I live around, my neighbors, they can't afford. They that can't either. afford it. Well, that's why we street clean. In, in places like Churchill, mm-hmm. um, because we have, obviously we have the, the CSO, the combined sewer overflow. So we are mandated to clean in certain areas. And so certain areas that don't have a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have the, a lot of trees. the leaf collection, the use of the current program, the vacuum program, it's concentrated in one district and one district mm-hmm. only. We know. You all know this. We know. This. So we are subsidizing. Okay. The city is subsidizing because remember the price, we're only paying a third of the price the, right. the, the, the resident is only paying a third of the price for leaf collection. Mm-hmm. It's really should be like $100 to have this service. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're only paying 35 I've talked to people who are vendors in Henrico County, you know, which they have a zone approach mm-hmm. just like we do. And they're saying like, no, Mr. Mayor, it's like $100 yeah, it's not for cheap, this service. For and sure. you all are asking the resident to pay only $35. That means you're eating the rest. Well, can we at least get a little extra street cleaning service well, out um, there? Just, just wrote it down. An HP. Thank just you. Just wrote it down. Grievance one aired. Yes. Happy Festivus, everyone. Yes, because that's one of the things. <laughs> Duly like, noted. Duly <laughs> noted. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's one of the things. So you can't have have it both ways if you're gonna cut to make it work if you don't want to have a pothole which you know Highland Park got plenty of them too just saying can I say we filled 31,000 potholes this year yes I think it was 5,000 more than we did the year before yeah and And every year we have been doing more and more and more and that is on top of 15 million dollars dedicated 15 million dollars dedicated we quadrupled the paving budget this year we used 7.8 million of that 15 million dollars this year Mm -hmm. before the winter months came Mm -hmm. we'll get back at it in the spring doing more Paving, but we've paved a number of new roads throughout uh-huh. the city. Some neighborhoods like Davy Gardens and Southside. Yes. Yep. I got some friends over 20, there. So thank you. It was 25 years yes. since they actually saw a paving truck in their listen, neighborhood. Listen. Yes. Some I of saw that. But hear this. Crazy. Y'all hear this, though. There are some people who say they complain about when the, you know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you need to pave my road. And then when the pavers actually show up, they're just like, why are you paving my road? Why are you paving? <laughs> I know. This happened. Help. Happen in, in some help. of the most privileged neighborhoods in this city. Yeah. Why are you paving my road? This is a waste of money. No. Like, I'm sorry. No, we, we need to pave this road because yeah. it has not been paved in years. Popping tires is oh. a waste of money. That's right. So they just want me. Uh, tell that to the person who had five flat tires in two yes, days. Ma'am. So I'm very, you very. have four in one car. You guys know I'm very, very proud yes. of my, my, uh, my. Department of Public Works, yeah. one of the best I think in the Commonwealth of Virginia, because they have to they, they deal with a lot, right, mm-hmm. in an urban environment. We, we fill thirty one thousand potholes. That's a good thing. That's a lot of potholes. However, though. my friends who are mayors across the country said, "Why are you bragging about filling potholes?" Because it's a huge deal to us here. I know, I know, <laughs> but. 
we should be bragging about how much lay miles that we're paving in the city, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. That's how we should like, you know what? How many neighborhoods did we get to in paving and not just potholes? Yes. Every time I roll over a pothole, I'm always looking to my guy, Terrell, and I was like, oh, you, let's register that one. Mm-hmm. Tell Bobby to get over here to, to Are Burge, you over the here on uh, the 311 app? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> right away. I take a picture uh, of like the cross streets and send it right to Bobby and like, Bobby, let's get this. See, look at that. The mayor is using it too. I y'all. use it too. And I have, I have it on my yes, phone and it's, it's here. on a quick app. I got it right phone. here. All right. Got it right here. Infrastructure is a big deal. Obviously with the new general assembly, the new democratic majority this January. Feeling good about that, eh? I'm, I'm feeling good about it because I got a lot of friends now. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of friends who like, you know, my grievances mm-hmm. don't fall on deaf ears anymore, right? right. Whether it's on gun safety laws, mm-hmm. whether it's on just modifications to the Dillon rule. I'm not asking for straight up home rule, which home rule would be good. Oh, but if I had home rule like Baltimore has it, uh, you know, I, even if I had a little modification like DC, I would feel good. Living the dream. Living the dream. But, you know, people don't understand in local government here in Virginia, yeah. I essentially got to ask uh, uh, the General Assembly for permission. We have to explain that a lot. For permission. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Remember, yeah. The, the, this is the silliest thing right here when the, the running blue lights on the police department vehicles, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the cruisers, we had to ask the General Assembly for permission to do that. The silliest it's- thing in the world. So this year you saw us find ways out of the Dillon Rule with uh, number one, I think the, the handheld ban. Yeah. The, the, the handheld ban. Uh, you can't drive, you know, looking at your phone, you know, texting and driving, things of that nature. So, And that was roundly supported, too. So I have to say congratulations on that. Thank yeah, you. The prohibition of handheld devices while driving. That's number one. We, prohibition. The, <laughs> number two, we also found a way around the Dillon rule when we actually use police powers to uh, penalize those who do not report loss or stolen weapons within 24 hours. We did go to General Assembly for that, but we found a way working with our friends, Moms Demand Action, Bloomberg as well, uh, Every Town. They were very, very helpful in us finding ways in the code to, to get around that. And obviously, if the General Assembly, which I believe they will, when they act on common sense gun safety laws this coming session, we will be the first locality in the Commonwealth of Virginia that will have an ordinance already on the books that will ban and prohibit weapons inside public buildings and public parks. Yes. And that please. was in response to the loss of Marquia Dixon earlier this year, yep. which, you know, luckily we've been able to find the, the three individuals who were involved with that gunfight in Carter Jones Park. I, I'm very, very proud of, you know, the ways we've been, we've been creative and innovative and in going around the Dillon Rule, but some, some relaxation, some modification so we can actually make decisions like the removal or the reinterpretation of monuments. Shout out Mike Jones. Right. Yep. Well, you bravely putting that back in. Well, let, let's speak about that real quick. Yeah, do it. I, I appreciate Dr. Jones coming back again, again. with this piece of legislation, um, this three. resolution, number three, right? Yep. You know, when I went to Harvard to speak about the city of Richmond, just I was invited to a, a course to talk about uh, the city of Richmond and uh, our history and what we're doing and, you know, with mm-hmm. the exciting things we're doing. The professor brought up to me, he's like, so what about this legislation? Boom, headline. RTD, and it was the city council rejecting uh, Councilman Jones's uh, resolution, mm-hmm. just asking the General Assembly for just permission, just for permission yeah. to do what we need to do here in, in our, our city to uh, to either remove, just, just permission, not saying we need to do it. Just to control the fate of our monuments, whatever we want to do. With so it. I'm glad it's up again. It's, you know, we should do more erecting of monuments, I agree. Mm-hmm. I thought Rumors of War with the Kinde Wale was a, mm-hmm. a great addition to our landscape. Is that not just like the most majestic thing you've ever seen staring I at the down daughters Arthur of Ashe. the Confederacy. Right? I drove down Arthur Ashe Boulevard yesterday and I saw couples on couples, families on families of people, you know, looking at that monument. So I have not seen that sort of tourism, yeah. that sort of, I don't, I don't mean people say, oh, you know, if you remove the monuments on Monument Avenue, you're going to like, our, our tourism, our historic tourism is going to take a dent. Like, no, I've not seen what Kende Wiley did, what the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts did. That's bringing people to Virginia, bringing people to, to Richmond right there. I've never seen, and folks say that, you know, folks come to Richmond to look at those monuments, but mm. I've not seen. Have you- Crowds on crowds. I've never I can heard tell you one anybody thing. Crowds that. on crowds. I've been here <laughs> since 2002, and I deliberately avoid monument for those monuments. I do. And I deliberately now will divert off of my route to go past that statue mm-hmm. and then get the hell right back off mm-hmm. when it when I'm past it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because it's a beautiful thing that's all I want to go. I don't want to see Boulevard. the rest of that nonsense. On Arthur Ashe Jr. That's Boulevard. Right. That's, right. that's another that's major it. accomplishment right. this year yes. that really is moving us forward, bold steps to move us forward. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. You know, here's the thing. I think the symbolism, the symbolism 
matters. Mm-hmm. It right? absolutely does. Because we're sending a message not just to our people, but also to the world of who we are in 2019, who we are in 2020. Yeah. Right? As we go boldly into this next decade, we have to send messages to people all around this world, all around this country of what kind of city Richmond is. Is Richmond the city that it was 100 years ago? No. no. Hell no. And I'm glad. Are we the city that we were 10 years ago? No. What do you say we're five years ago? No. No. We got to be the city of the, of, of the future, right? And that means we got to do things that are, are more equitable, more uh, inclusive, mm-hmm. and more welcoming to everyone. And I'm very, very proud of the work that this administration has taken up over the last three years. And we got one more year in this term to do it. Actually, five years included, you know. <laughs> okay. Five years. Oh, okay. Five years of work still left to do. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I'm sorry, did I drop that on y'all? I mean, Look, I mean, you can, you can drop There's no reason to hide around that I, I do intend to run uh, for re-election next year. Well, thank you oh, for right. um, going ahead and doing that so I don't have to ask so you. You don't have to end. ask that question. I intend to do it because I think there's work that's still unfinished. Right. You know, and we got to finish the work. Sometimes so, four years is just not enough. That's to exactly goals, right. right. But what I've learned in my first three years is that you know what when people tell richmond that they uh, that richmonders and richmond in general that we can't do x we can't do y we are going to be the administration that says yes we can do this mm-hmm. you know richmond can do that richmond okay, can't <laughs> okay obama I was not trying. <laughs> young Obama. Well, Rich, Rich, Rich Channel and Barry. We can invest in public education and grow our city at the same time. We can invest we can. in public What's transportation. What's that walking and chewing gum at the same time? Exactly thing? right. I'm just saying. But you know what? When people tell, I, if I am a, I guess you can say, victim of being told mm-hmm. I couldn't do something. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you're too young for I'm that. I'm going to break can't. my neck to do it. That's right. That's I right. can't it, help it, it. It just redoubles. When people tell me I can't do something, it, I, double I just down double to do down it. on doing it. I double right? down to but guess what? break my neck. Black and brown folks have, been have doing had that. to do that. We've been yep. doing it. That's right. It can't help but do it. And I think about the little kids mm-hmm. out there in this city who are told mm-hmm. that they can't do this. They can't be that. They can't do this. Yep. And I say that, you know what? We tell them, yes, we can do this. We can. Richmond can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just don't feed into when people say, well, should you stop? Are you, you going to give up? No, I'm not going to give up. Mm-mm. I'm going to get right back up, rise from my knees, back up, and go even further. Okay. And that's what. With this message on a. Okay. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I'm tired of hearing all the things that Richmond can't do. Uh-huh. I want to be the administration. I want to be the mayor that tells tells everyone what Richmond can do. We're going to be a can do city here. That's just Somebody how I been feel. hanging around at that at that at that Samuel Proctor uh, uh, theology school down the street. <laughs> Let me find out. Let me find out. Hold on. I'm going to tell people what we can do. Okay. So people mean. Here's the thing. The number one commodity in this city is fear. I'm telling you. And they, oh, they yeah. de- man, oh, we. And it's disseminated in so many ways oh, in this course. city. So, yeah, let's expand on that okay. some while we're here. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and, and we'll go ahead and wrap this into Navy Hill. Why not? Yeah. All right. Not? So Elephant in the room? Yeah. Might as, let's just might go ahead well. and drop Draft it. in the room? We'll drop it right on the table right mm-hmm. now. So, obviously, Richmond's had a long, storied, rough history mm-hmm. with developments. A lot with, of swings and misses. Right. A lot of swings and misses. Mm-hmm. And so, rightly so, there are people that are nervous and downright no. Not going to happen. We're not going to do this. We're not going to accept this development the way it is. And me personally, I respect their dissension. Yeah, and we, and we can understand and right. see where it comes from because, I mean, we've had some hard misses like we have. Like just foul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some straight up like. Straight up failures. Let's just call it what it is. What Failure. in the- Right. Now, <laughs> it's gotten kind of ugly in this debate recently. Name calling, not just not being respectful of people. People ain't nice to each other about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm always one for civil discourse, whether yes. I agree with you or not. That's right. Yeah. We need to be civil. That's right. No, and I, I'm I, and that's how I because think Because we, we had a discussion about, about civility. Our recently. last yeah, our last conversation, we our last show, we talked about civility and I think there's a there's a place for it. We wouldn't be a lot of places if we de- depended on civility. So I'm not always in favor of that. I think the table has to be flipped sometimes yes. and I'm I'm okay with that. But we can have D- disagreeable discourse but you gonna respect me mm-hmm. right and so what you're not gonna do is call me a coon or call me a name or you know have these types of conversations where it has to be disrespectful because none of this is about that that's right 
you know, and so that's where I have an issue. Like, that's where I take issue when you're talking about being pro this or pro that. And you're exactly dragging those people that are that you're supposed to be pro whatever. I have an issue with that. When people come at you, mm-hmm. I'm just going to bring this up. I just saw this the other day. One of our local activists put up some billboards and you didn't like them. You didn't like them and you called them a Grinch. You called him a Grinch. <laughs> and I I didn't personally do that, but <laughs> Okay, so some spokesperson for you called him a Grinch. And mm. I know that in the grand scheme <laughs> of political name slinging and name calling that that's not a huge thing. Mm. No, not at all. But I feel like in the holiday season, obviously, (laughs) in the spirit of the holiday season and in the spirit of knowing that there are people here that have been burned. Do you think it's appropriate to have name calling, childish name calling over something that people feel very strongly about on both sides? Hmm. Um, Did you endorse that? Like, did you endorse that statement? I did not say that statement before it went out, before it it went out. Uh, I didn't approve approve of that statement. But, you know, you know, you know, you see me uh, at public events. You know, I would not call anyone a Grinch, you know, even though I've been called far worse. Right. Correct. In this process. But you're held to a higher standard. I think people want to think that you're held to a higher standard, especially in this climate where we have politicians who feel like they can name call and bully constituents because they don't agree with them. But also, I hold my people to a higher standard as well. Not only folks who work for me, but Mm -hmm. also I hold those who 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 have Richmond as their address as well to a high standard. Now, we, we have to be. We have to all rise to a, a better plane when it comes to the civil discourse or just a debate period about the future of the city. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, I've been called far worse. Of course. Mm-hmm. I've had my blackness questioned because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I wrong, friend? No. You've been no. Called, I, I, um, I've been called, called Uncle Tom's. I've been called all types I've of heard that words out. Uh, you know, people, you know, just the mm-hmm. things that have come out of people's mouths. I'm just like, seriously, mm-hmm. seriously, they're talking about the future of the city. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's right, going back to this Na- Navy Hill and whatnot. Saying no is not a plan. No is not a plan. And so what I want, uh, and here's the thing. This is not just for the residents of the city, which I said I want folks to kick the tires and look under the hood. And if you have any concerns, to articulate those concerns. Mm-hmm. Now, I need to hear that from the city council, right? It's time to, like, you know what? The city council has to articulate. They have to uh, verbalize what they believe are the what they believe is wrong with this project. I need to hear that. And here's the thing. I still believe in compromise as well. The C word, not just civility, but also compromise mm-hmm. is also a bad word nowadays in 2019 and 2020. And I just believe that there's a place where we don't have to throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. We can find a way to to make this project better. Also, when we, when we talk about Navy Hill and we have had the debate earlier this year about revenue, how do you go about funding your values? How do you fund more dollars for public schools? How do you fund our our, our failing road infrastructure? Mm. How do you fund more dollars for transit? Well, there's only but so many ways we can do that, right? Either we can enhance the revenue that we currently have by raising taxes, or we can bring in new revenue by developing our city-owned land. These are the plans that that this administration has put forward. If you have an alternative to that, I want to see it. All right. I want to see it, but I've not seen, I've seen zero, zero plans for new revenue in the city this whole entire year. Zero. Hmm. Wow. The administration, this administration, has offered not only a plan earlier in March, but also a plan in August as well of how to bring new revenue. One was through revenue enhancements, taxes. Mm-hmm. Number two was through economic development, economic growth. I've not seen any other plan. So what you're saying is the challenge is to get out there and show you something else. That's exactly. So when you say no, I want to remind folks what you're saying no to. You're saying no to the projection of 20,000 jobs. You're saying no to more affordable housing downtown Richmond. You're saying no to a new transit center in downtown Richmond. You're saying no to $300 million in investment in black and brown businesses. You're saying no to upgrading our, our infrastructure downtown. You're saying no to a whole lot. You're not just saying no to an arena. You're saying no to an economic empowerment plan and an economic growth plan for the city. So if you're going to say no to all those things, give me the alternative. Give me the alternative. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. This is 29th. We're, we're wrapping up 2019. It's been 12 months. Ain't heard a word. Crickets. That's right. Okay, I've heard name calling. Yeah. Now, you know what? I want to say I apologize for uh, my staff using the word Grinch on for any. And like but, I said, it's not like the worst thing you could call somebody. But I, I, get what, I get what you're saying. You I get know what, what I'm saying. saying. And we are. Our job is to actually raise uh, the level of of civility and discourse mm-hmm. uh, within the city. Uh, and so I, I understand some folks who took uh, who, who did not take too kindly to that. But I will say this. 
I have had, I've been, my integrity has been questioned only because I want a so better. You have reporters call you a bald faced liar. <laughs> I, I, 2019's been very interesting. Yes, it has. <laughs> it's been very trying because, I, you know, my, you know, I'm used to having my name in other people's mouths. Sure. But it has come out in people's mouths in many different ways in 2019. And it, you would think that I was trying to start a war or something. That's not the case. Well, you said compromise, though. The compromise is available. Compromise, compromise is, is available. on the table. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is a negotiation. Mm-hmm. So Just like the budget was a negotiation, this is still a negotiation as well. And number one, I'm not going to negotiate against myself, right? But I'm going to say I'm, I, I've offered the doors open to compromise. But the numbers have to work as well. I mean, we're, we're ter- if you say no this, we're talking about uh, rejecting a $1.2 billion stimulus into the city of Richmond. That's what this is. This is an economic stimulus plan as well. And people say, well, you just leave it alone. It'll just grow. And I'm just like, guys, the city has robustly grown about 8% over the course of the last three years. 8% in, one, in, in year one, year two, year three of this administration. But this part of downtown has only grown at 2%. So we're going to stimulate this area of downtown by putting $1.2 billion into it. Show me another plan that does anything like that. There isn't any plan out there. That does anything like that. If there is an alternative, the city council has an alternative, I'd like to see it. I want to see it. But these citizens, though, when you say that you're willing to compromise on this, I'm telling you, they're going to jump on it. They're going to jump right on that. And I got to know what the right. compromise looks like. Right. I, mean, I can't go 75% of the way and they only go 25% of the way. Right. You know? So what I'm saying is the challenge is out there. Well, the challenge is to the city council. Right. To the city council, but also to the citizens to get to their city council members. Speak to the city council members and tell them what you want out of That's the plan. Right. If you want more affordable housing. Tell them. If you want more concrete use of vouchers in the program. If you tell want more. That. Tell them that. Yes. Yeah. How do we make it tighter? Basically. We presented the city council with a thousand pages. So we talked Talk about those swings and swings and misses in the past. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna. All those projects will remain remain nameless in this conversation. <laughs> but we all know who they are. They're yeah. all burned right? into our brains. But a lot of times they were like a little five page little MOU yeah. between the private sector and the, and the city. This one is a thousand pages. It's over a thousand, and I have read attorneys. Yeah, it's so funny. financial an- analysts. So using the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, we are not going to make those mistakes. So no one can ever say we haven't done our due diligence because we have. We've done our due diligence. We've been very conscientious about this. And it's my hope that we can get to a place where it's my hope that we can get to yes. We can get to yes. Because like I said, it's a $1.2 billion stimulus into the city. Yeah. And there's still, and I think that's the, that's the piece I think <clears throat> for me that's hard for me to articulate to other people. People are just like a very, very hard no. And it's like, we're still in negotiation. And if there's something about this that you don't like, go talk to your city council person, call the mayor's office, call Navy Hill, call whoever you want to call and talk to them about it. If you don't like the fact that there's not enough affordable housing or, I mean, I made the calls. I called Varnos. I would call. I I got text messages. I'd be like, long paragraphs (laughs) of how this could be better. I'd be like, I don't like this. And I I don't like this and I think it should be more. And, you know, I'd get a response back and I'd be like, okay, let me do some research. And I'd be like, all right, I still don't like that answer. Come back with some more. Like, tell me why we can't fix this or how can we negotiate to make this better or maybe we can fix this or. You should be on city council. <clears throat> no, I'm <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. That's right. No, we're good. Yeah, Frank, we can I also good. say this as well? What? Because when folks don't get their way sometimes, they will then say, they will then highlight process. Then they'll start attacking the process, right? Yeah. And I, I'm a big believer that process should not impede progress. Okay, the process, if some, if you believe the pro- process is not 100% perfect, it still should not also uh, eliminate or, or disqualify progress Progress as well. And I think that some people, when they don't get their way, they'll say like, ah, oh, I didn't like the process. And that means disqualify everything that's involved in the, in the progress of it. And I say, Richmond, we're, we're good for that. But all this all stems from is the fear of getting it wrong. Right. Right? right. The fear of getting it wrong, because you're right. We've had some swings and misses in the past. Mm-hmm. And so the fear of like getting it wrong, it, 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 it actually, it, it's, it's the real big elephant in the room. It's the it fear. Is. Richmond, Richmond is it. full of skeptics and rightfully so we, you know, we've walked this road before and I think it has created a, a very unhealthy brand of, and you know, of skeptics. F- fear will paralyze you. It will. And it has paralyzed a lot of people and a lot of places that we've traveled in the city. Yes. And I think one of the things we have to do, I close the show every week with mm-hmm. Richmond is still 
we know what, but we're working on it. And we That's don't, right. we won't ever, you know, get to where we're going if we don't keep working on it. That's a right. piece of it. You know, right. that's a piece. And so what did Mr. Six One say <clears throat> last week? Collaboration that's is it. the word of 2020. It's, excuse me. I'm, he's not here. I must, it's Six One and counting. And counting. And, 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 and I will say as well, what you just spoke of is growth. Mm-hmm. Right. We're growing, mm-hmm. not growing just in the physical. Right. Not just in the buildings that are being erected around the city or the monuments that are being erected around the city. But we're growing as a city that we know what we're not and what we want to be. And you don't grow with, as I've been telling all the kids when I visit these schools recently, is that you don't grow without challenges. No. Right. Yeah. We recognize the challenges that we have in the city. Absolutely. But if you don't take uh, tackle those challenges head on, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay in the same place. I refuse for myself and for the city to be fixed in one place. Fixed. That fixed mindset. You got to have that growth mindset that, that says that we can be better than we were the day before. And that have takes that time. It takes challenge. Right. It takes bumps. It takes bruises. It takes broken bones. It takes hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. But it also takes collaboration, damn it. Well, but it also we have takes got to work bold, together with bold decision does. making. It takes yes. bold, confident. You and know. not just in the area of development. Though. That's right. There's like, so many areas. I told somebody that, you know, I will, uh, you guys know this because you guys saw me when I was running for mayor, you know, yeah. and I'm, as I would be bold. <laughs> I, I think I, I've checked that box, right, yeah. of being bold, but I also said I wouldn't be rash as well, yeah. right? I wouldn't be reckless, and I think I've lived up to that commitment that, like, you know, I'm going to be bold, but I'm pushing an envelope for our, for our city, but I wouldn't say I've been reckless because that's what, I think the opposite of bold is reckless, right? Like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of folks out there, you could easily be reckless, right? Uh-huh. Like, But this is, this is a bold, bold, responsible attempt at taking the city forward, and if you disagree with that which is okay it's fine for us to disagree it's fine to disagree always but also in the vein of still being bold show me the alternative show me the alternative show me another plan that takes us to the same place while we're talking about that let's talk about some things that we've talked about what what the city has done great or what i guess your administration has done do you can you think of anything else that you want to kind of highlight that's been kind of at the top of your list that's a huge accomplishment kind of toot your own horn and then we'll talk about some of the other things that probably could have done better you know i like um my administration's work on the, uh, the municipal equality index it went up uh, even further this year i think we got to a 90 97 mm-hmm. this year we went from 94 to 97 when i first was mayor was elected mayor it was a 42 yeah i have to say that's a which that's was a embarrassing for a city that that's you know i think so we did some work you know working with the human rights campaign working with a number of different organizations nation z mm-hmm. you know uh all the the great local organizations uh and now we got to a 97 which is to me a once again, symbolism matters, right? Mm-hmm. It, it sends a message around this country that Richmond's not the city it was 20 years ago mm-hmm. and that we're welcoming, that we're inclusive and, and we, we open our arms and open our doors mm-hmm. to our brothers and sisters who are uh, uh, LGBTQIA+. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super important. So thank you for saying that. So that's a very, very, it's very important to me, I think. I mean, and, and that's one. We have a beautiful, vibrant queer community yes, here and mm-hmm. any chance to shout them out and lift them that's up. Right. We should take that the, 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 Our rainbow community has actually, they have been the, in, in some cases, the pioneers into into certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They're, they're creative talent. They're, they're, they're talented. I, I, I just say this. Our doors are open, and uh, I'm glad that we're number one in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something people would, would expect that to be Arlington or Alexandria. Right. Not, not the not former the, capital of the Confederacy. <laughs> so, boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I, I feel good about also the fact that I'm very, very proud of the way things are working out right now with GRTC and with the Pulse 2, you know, doubling the ridership of the Pulse uh, in terms of projections. Uh, how many people are riding the uh, GRTC today? Mm-hmm. You know, 175,000 on a, on a weekly basis. We got basis. a bus that goes out to Short Pump finally. There you go. And that's what? because of our leadership, right? You know, we led in, in the expansion and enhancement within our city bounds. And the next step for this city, for this region, is we got to have a regional transportation network. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got to be able to have the borders open in Henrico and Chesterfield yeah. so that our people uh, can actually find prosperity uh, through Bingo. good work, through good work by getting from their job to a good to, from their home to a good job in the county. Now, here's the thing. I'm also very you know, I, I guess I got to be a little bit selfish mm-hmm. on behalf of the city of Richmond. <clears throat> We also got to create good jobs in the city, and that's mm-hmm. what Navy Hill's all about, right? Like, Back and forth, you shouldn't yeah. be able, you shouldn't be an individual who lives in Creighton Court or or in, in Mosby or and in, have to go and to have Henrico. to find a job in Enrico mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So get up every morning and find a bus or find a way to get to Henrico to have a good job. Absolutely. You've got to be able to have a good job right here in the city of Richmond, too. So that's on all, that's on my agenda for 2020, uh, along with my work on housing, too. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. We are becoming, we, we've become a destination uh, for more and more people to live in the city. Over 10,000 residents have, over 30,000, 27,000, I guess, over the last decade plus have yeah. moved to the city of Richmond. A lot of people come into VCU and they stay. And they stay. And they stay. And so how do we go about building more housing that's affordable for all of our people? And mm-hmm. you know, and that means the person who may only have the GED, but also the person who's seeking to get the PhD and the MD right here in the city as well. Mm-hmm. That they don't have to live in Henrico County or Chesterfield mm-hmm. or Powhatan. Mm-hmm. They can live right in the city of Richmond. That's on our agenda for twenty for 2020 and you're going to see a robust comprehensive plan plan that you know we're going to have to work together collaborate on on paying for that housing here is the thing the, the pillars of one richmond i know i probably beat you know this is like a, a beating the dead horse when i talk about one richmond <laughs> but one richmond is is an aspirational it's aspirational uh in terms of we're not there yet mm-hmm. we got to build towards that in everything we do mm-hmm. and the pillars of one richmond is the ability to find a good job the ability, the ability to be leveled up and skilled up for that job that means public education and workforce development the ability to actually live in the city in, an, in a quality affordable place that allows you to build the foundation to get a good job right and the ability to get to that job as well through public transportation to me those are the pillars of one richmond that is the, those are the pathways to economic mobility. So my job is twofold. My job is not just filling the potholes. I know y'all want me to do that <laughs> and pave the roads. My car every, I'm sorry, every you. election. That's right. What's your what's your first concern? Potholes. I know, right? <laughs> my job is not only the operational side of city government. Right. My job is also the people side of city government. That is, I believe government can be a vehicle for economic mobility. Mm-hmm. So we got to do economic mobility, and we got to actually do the blocking and tackling of city government as well. Absolutely. That's our agenda. That's one Richmond. Well. Absolutely. And with housing, housing is a right, not a privilege. There you go. And, and it's a true vaccine for poverty as well. Right. Yes. If you get some, just like when we had Kelly Kinghorn on here talking about the homeless, the way to eradicate homelessness is to put people in homes, period. That's right. That's right. And so with the evictions, and I know we have a evic- eviction. Oh, that's another one thing I'm very proud of. I'm glad you brought it up. I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah. That, for me, that's the top of the list for 2019. Speak on it. And also, let's speak on how we can even improve it further, because my thought is the first time somebody is late with rent we need to surround them with support we need to find out what they need we need to figure Uh out what's wrong Mm -hmm. so that they don't get to the point where they're getting their stuff thrown on the street right before christmas Mm -hmm. so for me this is one of the major reasons why i love my job compared to being a legislator Ah. all right because i can see a problem and then we can get around the table and find solutions to that problem so it's either and you're in a problem seeking game business or you're in a problem solving business and we choose to be problem solvers we saw that the new york times working alongside uh, matthew desmond ranked richmond number two in the country yeah. in terms of 11.4 percent of our population was facing evictions and then we got together with legal aid society here locally uh and and also homes uh, housing opportunities made equal and created a, an eviction diversion program working alongside the courts the eviction diversion program has already helped roughly 60 families this year since october oh since october since october We've helped 60 families stay in their homes, okay? And also ensure that the landlord is made whole through paying the rent. We put uh, over half a million dollars in the budget to pilot this program. Now, the eviction diversion program is a good response. However, what do we need to do to prevent someone from ever uh, being threatened with an eviction, right? Mm -hmm. The eviction diversion program is like the, the safety net that catches you before you fall through the cracks, right? And normally it's, you only get to the eviction diversion program when an eviction is filed, right? Mm -hmm. How do we even prevent the filing? filing And that is what I'm saying. How do we get to the person the very first time that they are late on rent? So the, the, we have an eviction task force that we've created where, you know, we got landlords, uh, property managers, uh, activists, advocates around the table, tenants around the table to talk about this and how we actually find the uh, solutions mm-hmm. uh, to pre- for, for preventive measures as well. But also, you know, we have to work on affordable housing. This has to be at the top of the list, though, right? Normally, folks fall through the cracks because they're paying more than 30% of their income. Right. In rent. Right. Absolutely. In rent, in mortgage. And when you do that, you are essentially, you are house poor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? 
you're paying more than 30% of your household income. Having to choose between a roof over your head and the food you're going to eat. There you eat. go. There you go. And so we got to create more affordable options in the city. Also, we got to create, because here's the thing, rents have risen while your wage hasn't you know, risen. Right. right. Our wages are not keeping and up. And so when we look at policies moving forward, uh, uh, hello, General Assembly, uh, when we look at, you know, raising the minimum wage, uh, those uh, uh, those measures will help our people. It will help our people. Since we've talked about all of the excellent things that you've accomplished this year and you've been so busy doing them all, I'm sure some things missed the list. Hmm. If you had more time. If I had more time. More which, energy. Which we'll have time in 2020 to do. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, what, is that, what does that look what, like? What you know do what? You wish, what do you the wish one you thing on my checklist, on my agenda that we haven't got to yet that I plan to put some laser focus on is how Richmond plays a role in in being more climate conscious. Oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, climate justice. Yes, yes. Uh, environmental justice. That is all my, that's something that I think we haven't gone to in the administration that we've we've done, you know, maybe around the edges, maybe. You know, we've made some, um, some aspirational goals, but I wanted to start doing some more um, serious work on green spaces, on, uh, on just some issues around climate justice and environmental justice uh, on behalf of the city. So that's the one thing if we, you know, we've been, we've been working on a lot of different fronts and you got to have a lot of balls in the air and um, we've done a lot of that. But I think uh, the one thing that I plan to work for, work on, and what you will see in 2020 is more work on, on the climate front. And I'd like to put something else on your plate. Let's hear Because you know, this is what I like to do. That's your job too. Mm-hmm. Food justice. Okay. So I live in the 6th mm-hmm. and the 6th through the 9th districts have a significant lack of fresh food options. So I see the children in my neighborhoods while their mom is working their third job, hitting up the bodegas, mm-hmm. eating Takis for dinner. Mm-hmm. And we have to have some sort of solution. We have to have your administration. We have to have city council. We have to have school board. Everybody band together to get these grocery stores to come here because I have emailed Kroger. I have emailed Aldi and they all say you don't have enough people. there. That's true. And how are we going to get people into our neighborhoods if we don't have a place for them to get food? Mm -hmm. The closest place for me to get food, honestly, is to go over to Henrico County to Food Lion on Mechanicsville Mm -hmm. Turnpike. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my money in Henrico County. I want to spend my money at Aldi or whatever in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my money at Family Dollar. And I know a lot of other families. Or the Dollar General that's right across the street. We have three dollar stores in Northside on Brooklyn Park Boulevard in that area. Three. But they don't provide vegetables, fruit. The nutrition necessary. Like these things. I really hope that that is a focus for you and is a focus for council and school board because it affects our children so much. And yes, we are providing food for them during the school day. But when they get home. Where is their food? That's right. In the summertime, where is their food? On winter breaks, where is their food? That, for me, is a major focus. I sent out, um, I don't know if you got it or not, but I sent out the health outcomes by district that our buddy Brett Clawson did. He had a show with us, and it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. The 6th district has the lowest life expectancy at 69 mm-hmm. years of age. Mm-hmm. Asthma is prevalent. All over the city, which goes back Asthma, to environmental obesity as obesity, well. Obesity, smoking-related illnesses. Yep. That's why I was not non-active. People got on my case for raising the, the, the cigarette tax, but I think it was necessary. And I'm with you as um, as a partner of somebody who has survived cancer twice. Cigarette taxes tax it into the ground. As the son of a, a, of, a of a man who died at age 49, way too too young, way too young, who smoked cigarettes for a good two-thirds of his life, mm-hmm. right? From a young teen to 49 years old, mm-hmm. he was a, a he smoked cigarettes and uh, I saw what that did to him. And also, he, I mean, my father is, I, I like to feel like I see through his eyes because I, I, run, I run upon people just like my father each and every day. When you talk about those health outcomes in the 6th district, in the 7th, in the 8th district, in the 9th district, in the 7th, I run, a guy, run upon guys like my dad every like day. Him. Just every like day. him. Every day. Who work hard as hell. And while working hard as hell, they also do things to their body that, yes. you know, right? I mean, and they don't have access to the health care. Right. Right. So what can we do to ensure that that young, that, that person, it can live beyond 49. They can live beyond 69 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, so I, 
I will never have any, um, people can say all the things they want to say about me and uh, what I've done in terms of raising the cigarette tax. I've had a number of those uh, owners of bodegas and, and corner stores come to me and say, you're killing me and all this and all that and the other. Uh, but guess what? source of revenue. You're, you're also, what you're selling is killing people killing as well. Killing people. <laughs> come right. on. Literally. Come on. Quite literally. So I do hope that we all have a good focus <clears throat> on health, safety, and, you know. That'll be part of the agenda in 20, 2020. food justice. And yeah. I was very, very fascinated by that show you all did on that one. You yeah. know, uh, I think you also did a follow-up show also on, like, uh, the the heat map of the city yes, as well, Yes, and right? so we're going to talk about that in 2020 again. We're going to have some folks on that <clears throat> will talk about environmental justice and our heat issue mm-hmm. here. And so, yeah, I really thank you for addressing that. I do hope that uh, we make that a focus because, sure, we want revenue here, but we need people alive That's right. to enjoy it That's and exactly to add right. to it. That that brings me back to last, you know, last week we had our, we had a, our, after the show, we knew we went out and had a little birthday dinner. For we me, did. And we were sitting at the table. I think you were still there. I'm not sure, but a couple came in and sat behind us at the table and they were talking about environmental justice and I, they were talking really loud and I was trying to get everybody to like listen at the table, but they were like, I don't know what's wrong with these young people. Uh, they're so worried about, you know, like uh, global warming. Like they're going to die before I am. We're going to die first. What are they so worried about it for? <laughs> And I stopped and I think, I think a couple people like, you know, heard it. I don't know if you heard it, but it was the funniest thing to me, to me, because I'm sitting and the guy like starts coughing and you could tell he had, he had smokers cough, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm thinking like, good God almighty. Did you turn around and go, okay, boomer. I didn't say a word. I just, I couldn't turn around and look because I knew, I I didn't know them, but I saw from the demographic, like who they were when they came in. But I was like, really? Like, we're trying, we're concerned. Thanks so much for leaving things better than you found it. Yeah. Like, we're trying to save it for you and us and our kids and the kids kids after that that and after that because, man. We only got funny. one planet. That's right. We only got one Richmond. Well, <laughs> well you also you only got one. But I'm bunch. One life and one body. That's right. right. And once right. you f it up, it's done. It's That's done. Right. You don't get another one. That's right. And so yeah, these are these are all really important things that you know in 2020 we have to laser focus in on. And yep. you get another four That's years. That's part of I think. Knuckle down on that too. <laughs> Anything. 2020 is going to be very very fun. Right. Oh my gosh! Election! It's election year. Of I, course, I, it's I, I, I have I have to uh, by law still do my job, of right? Course. And also, I have to actually run and be rehired again as well. Mm-hmm. So uh. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Because the last time I ran, I basically I I quit my job as Secretary of the Commonwealth mm-hmm. to do it, and so now I, I wish I could focus like a laser on just running for office. But now no. I gotta have I gotta do both at the same time. Oh my gosh! It's gonna be now fun. it's time for you to walk and chew gum. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yes, I'm actually really looking forward to it, and I'm also hoping that people focus in on candidates for each district instead of having 20 per district. <sighs> well, I think you guys played a vital role. I think in 2016 in Informing people of their choices. And we whether, back at it again, sir. Yes, Thank whether you. Whether it's mayor, mayoral or whether it's at the city, uh, the councilmanic level, mm-hmm. you guys were able to zero, or school board too, mm-hmm. you guys were able to zero or, or at least open the door for people to, 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 to get the information, to glean the information mm-hmm. of who is the candidate that best fits their values and where the city wants to go. And yeah. you guys will obviously be just as busy as I will be. Man. We are already clear in our schedules. Right. Um, oh. I'm sure you're going to have every city council candidate every school board candidate oh, yes yep prepare their own candidate for the, the airwave assault of candidates there you go Here we go because I, I heard so many people say rva dirt helped me <laughs> like you know uh, uh penetrate all the noise uh-huh. and get to who these people are and what they stand for. Thank you. And I hope that we can continue to do that to the standard that we've been doing because it is important. It, it's not, we don't just do it because we think it's important for everybody. It's also really important to us yeah. Yeah. to know all the nuances and what people really do stand for. And you would be surprised um, how much people really show themselves to us. Mm-hmm. And so they do. They do. They really but they feel put like on an ad or a piece of paper is totally different than totally what they different. come in here and, and stand in front of us because I don't know why, but you know, we just like to grow plants and you know like bake cookies, bake cookies and, like, and talk politics talk politics and stuff yeah but for whatever reason they perceive us to be like really scary political pundits and <laughs> no, because funny. you guys know your stuff and so you're going to ask me tough hard questions well, and also education you. is key it has always been the key for us since the very beginning an informed public oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh, we yeah. Are the, is we are the political the pinnacle, bumps like. in the night that go boo for a lot of people in Richmond. <laughs> I just, I really feel like education is key and we where yeah. we lack in schools for civics, at least we're mm-hmm. trying to make it up somewhere. Can yeah. I can I go back real quick to yeah. you know, a comment you made earlier about, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like 27 million choices, mm-hmm. kind of getting it down to narrow it down mm-hmm. to like, you know, who are these two or three people for each council? So tell me about that. Do, 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 so, do you think there's a – because, you know, you can be elected with a plurality, right? right. Not the a thing majority. Is, is that when you have – so maybe you have a whole lot of really, really qualified candidates. You're splitting up the vote, and maybe yeah. the right person just doesn't make it in Yeah. because well, what, of that. And let's, it, let's look at how like, – We had 23 people initially run for mayor. It was narrowed down to eight that made the ballot, but there's three or four real competitive. Right, and it's yeah. it's much more competitive. It's easier for people to digest the information, to mm-hmm. learn about candidates if there are, say, less than five per district yeah. for that seat. Yeah. It it makes things hard to discern. Mm-hmm. And One would say that that's democracy. And sure, it is democracy. <laughs> it is, it is. It is democracy, democracy, but it also becomes a sh- show it's it's democracy i absolutely agree it's democracy but like if we look at the last like plead the fifth right yeah um that's what we're calling it. that's what we call it and you know you had so many candidates and i think people because you had so many candidates and i'm not going to say that each there was you know any one candidate that wasn't worthy or you know couldn't have done the job but when you have so many and then you have so little time for people to kind of distinguish what the values of all these people were you had you know the person who won got such a small percentage of the fifth district. Yeah, 27%. And you're talking about, you know, winning 27% of the district. And that's the person who got it when that's, I mean, that's not a lot, right? But that's because the vote was split between many ways. so candidates. many ways, right? And, it, you know, I think if the pool had been a little bit smaller, I think it would have been a lot more competitive. I think I think the debates would have been more interesting and more substantive. Yeah, because, because you, you can f- focus on issues, not cults of personality. Yeah. And you got so many you've got so many people to get answers from. You've got so many personalities that are going on. You've got people trying to distinguish themselves from the pack when if you've got a smaller group, especially when you're talking about council, yeah. you've got a smaller group of people, you know, you people can actually focus on their actual answers and you're going to get answers of substance and not I want you to remember me so I'm going to say something really really funny. Well yeah these forums you can ask like two whole questions while you go through you know the 20 candidates that are there and that doesn't give you the information resources also play a greater role. Yes absolutely when you have that many people running. Yes. So if you are able to uh, uh, gather those gather, resources yes. together you can set yourself apart from yeah. those other people and that, entertain those saying. resources you can really you know strategy is everything um, I always talk about what is the strategy behind yes. what's happening and that for me in, in terms of politics I always look at the strategy behind it that is poor strategy when you've got seven eight nine people running well, and some for... people yeah do vanity runs and stuff instead of that yeah get behind who you think might be the best candidate, support them, use your connections, yep. your resources mm-hmm. to push forward that person who's really going to embody that district. Yeah. Also, stay in your district. <laughs> that too. <laughs> because representation matters, and I'm never going to budge on that. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. And we love Parker. I As mean, a, we're fine with calling him out. We love Parker. He was call a everybody out. It doesn't matter whether we love you we or hate Parker. you. We're going to call you. We love like Parker. But you got to stay in your damn district. Stay in your district, please. Yeah, that's it. All right. I think we can all live with that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Right? All right. All right. Well, <clears throat> this has been a great episode. As always, we wish you much luck in the new year. Thank you. Much luck in your race. Much yes. luck in, in getting your, uh, your goals accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I wish you guys a obviously a, a happy holidays. Thank you. Whatever you celebrate or how you celebrate. And obviously a happy new year, a safe and happy new year. Yes. I'm happy sure. Black History Month. Yes. All of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We get a redo. We get a redo. Yes. Get a redo. Yes. <laughs> and we absolutely appreciate you coming on. Like we said, this is our last show of the year. Also, is this your fourth time? Maybe, Maybe your fourth time. Maybe. So you're almost in the Fiverr, Fiver's Club. Who, you know? who, right up who, there with Mr. 6-1 and counting. 6-1 and counting. Oh, really? He's at five. He's I, I think I'll probably do at least two more times next year. Probably. All right. At All least. Right. You got to compete with Titan. At yeah. least. I know you guys got a full slate of people probably next year, but at least oh, yeah. I'll be with you guys twice next year. At That's least. That's it. That's it. Well, 
As always, people, you can continue this conversation or start a new one on all social media. You can find us at RVA Dirt. We appreciate the communication and the discourse. You know what time it is. It's about that time. Flint still has dirty water and now so does New Jersey. You know it. Uh, RPS is fully funded this year and we are so grateful for it. But we need to start working on next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. And you know it. Richmond is still racist, but we're working on it because that's growth. We appreciate you listening to this week's episode. See you next week. See you next year. Boom.